Wayne Nelson back with you on Talk to the Experts. With me on the phone from London, England, is Sherry McMillan of McMillan Estate Planning. The McMillan team will once again be hosting virtual seminars. They'll be coming up Wednesday, August 12th, and again on Wednesday, August 26th, both days at 6.30 p.m., to talk with you about estate or life planning. The team members will be sharing their expertise on how to best protect your estate by protecting your assets, minimizing tax, and maximizing wealth. To register for the virtual seminars, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at mcmillanestate.com. COVID-19 has the world in its grip, and here in Canada, the provinces are in various stages of relaunch strategies amidst concern about a so-called second wave. We've been also trying to cope with the financial impact, market downturns, future uncertainty, even a possible election call. The frustration for many would seem to be that these events or circumstances are really beyond our control. But Sherry, as you pointed out so many times on this show, you tell your clients that they can gain control. We've been talking about controlling the family asset, the family cottage or cabin. How do we do that? We've been talking about the trust situation. Let's go a little bit uh, now into the the next step, the living wills aspect, and uh, or, or we call this a personal directive here in Alberta. Certainly, Wayne, and I think right now is an opportune time because we are spending time together as families at the cottage this summer if possible, and to, you know, discuss and explore our wishes under our personal directive or living will as family units because it is timely in that none of us know when or if COVID could impact us as a family and it's very good for us to each understand uh, each other's wishes and desires if we are impacted by health concerns. So one of the things I share, Wayne, is this is not the most ideal topic. Nobody wants to, you know, talk about their own illness or demise. But the thing to know is it's not necessarily about you passing on. It can be about your care that you're receiving when you're not able to make decisions on your own behalf. And they are saying with COVID that is very possible that, you know, if you're intubated that you may not have the privilege to be making your own medical decisions. And so what I do suggest for all families is to create two particular documents under these particular circumstances. The first one is called a power of attorney or enduring power of attorney. And basically it means if you did lose capacity, somebody can take care of your financial oversight. So they can pay your bills and make sure your household is cared for. That's not actually the one I'm concerned about in the moment for all of us with this medical concern that we have in the community. The one I'm concerned about is the personal directive or living will. And the reason for that is this particular document oversees not only our medical uh, choices, but all our lifestyle choices as well. And so it's a very important document right now because in the event we are hospitalized with COVID, we may not be able to speak on our behalf in your family members. Even your spouse will need this document to speak on your behalf. It's not a given that family members can speak on behalf of each other without these documents in hand. And the reason is um, for the protection of the medical practitioners is that they want you know, your wishes laid out and they would then in turn follow what your family is guiding them to do. And so a lot of people presume that you don't have to have these documents and you'll just walk into the hospital and it will be fine. 
Um, but what can actually happen sometimes, alternatively, Wayne, is that you're forced to go through the court system and be appointed. And that can take time when you don't have time. Um, and it's such a sensitive area. So I encourage all of us to put these two particular documents in play, but specifically the living will right now, because we don't want to burden your family with decisions that they won't know how to answer on your behalf. Yeah, and some of the details can kind of bog things down as well, but I think when you get together with uh, with your family members that uh, at the very least you should be outlining, prioritizing uh, what areas you want to focus on uh, should you... Uh, reach that that particular state of uh, of uh, deterior health deterioration you know one of the things i share with families is we all have a different point of view of how we would want to be stewarded if we didn't have capacity for our health care it's really important to define that and one of the things that i share about the personal directive and the living will is it's not really um, framed to be just a legal document the way people presume it to be. Alternatively, it can actually lay out your actual wishes in more of a layman's type of uh, terminology. So, uh, you know, I, I share with the listeners an actual case study that I've had very sadly years ago where we had a, a gentleman that was exceptionally active and healthy, uh, early 50s and a runner, and he went out and ate... Uh, a protein bar on a run, and it had um, an allergic reaction with the peanuts. And they were poisonous. There was a lawsuit that was going on in the U.S. around this. Anyway, the poor gentleman, um, he ended up suffering over that weekend multiple strokes. And one of the things that his wife has now in turn shared with us is that she's so grateful for the discussions around the living will that she had had because she had not been prepared, you know, only in the early 50s to make the decision of pulling life support or not. But because they'd had a thorough discussion about if there was no brain activity, they didn't want to continue living, uh, she knew in her heart that that was her husband's wish. And she says even to this day that she doesn't know what would have happened had they not had that discussion. And so I share this with all of our families because I think it's key to unburden your family unit. It's a gift to them because ultimately if they do understand what your wishes would be, then they're just following your guidance. They're not trying to decide or determine and make judgments on your behalf, which can then leave them with guilt and questions. And so alternatively, just explore it while we all have our good health Murphy's Law, Wayne, if we get this done, we're the people that have fire insurance who don't need it. And so, you know, I do encourage all our families at this exact moment, because of the crisis that we're all facing, first of all, we don't have time to go to courts. The courts are backlogged right now to get, you know, the power and the position to care for our loved ones. And we do need clarity of what it means to each of us about, you know, end of life. So, if you're impacted by COVID by having strokes, do you want to continue on? If you um, have heart issues, et cetera, et cetera. And so all of these things uh, need to be explored and discussed. And you raised a good point, Sherry, in that the courts are backlogged because of uh, COVID and the reaction to it uh, by the judicial system. I mean, things have been put sort of on the back burner unless it's really, really urgent cases. So. 
you're absolutely right that you want to get this looked after right away so that there, that burden is not placed on your family members. And I think, you know, nobody knows what your wishes would be except you. And so the important part is we have a guideline of walking our clients through a number of questions to help aid them in making personal, very personal decisions on their own behalf. And then we document them so your family is just basically following your direction step by step. And so it takes that, um, you know, large onerous responsibility and decision-making process off of your family at the time that they don't need to be doing that because they're already under emotional duress. The very fact you're sick and they're fighting for your life. And so I think it's one of the greatest gifts that we don't talk about all that often that we can do and put in place for our families. You know, we say we love our families, but this is one of the most loving acts is to make sure that these types of documentations are in good stead and in good order. So if our family needs to rely upon them, there's no question that everyone understands them and what the game plan is. All right. We started off this uh, program talking about protecting your assets, and there's uh, one more key to that, Sherry. We'll talk about it when we return. We're, we're up against the clock right now, so let's take a break. The McMillan team will be hosting virtual seminars on Wednesday, August 12th and Wednesday, August 26th at 6.30 p.m. If you have any more questions, you can talk with the uh, McMillan team about estate or life planning. To register for these very informative seminars, contact McMillan Estate Planning at one 266 6464 during weekday office hours, or visit the website for more information at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.